0: 650 presents Just Here for the Beer, Canada's original dedicated beer radio show. I don't mean to have a one track mind, but all
1: I need is a frosted pine.
0: A Vancouver tradition for 10 years and counting, we're talking about the BC beer scene with the innovators, the movers and shakers, and brewmakers of the industry. I don't mean to whine and beg, but someone finally tapped that keg. I'm just here the It's Just here, here for the, for the Beer, beer, beer radio, radio with your room. hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir.
2: Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM, for HD3, and streamed through all major streaming devices. It's sponsored in part by 12 Kings Pub and our friend Armin at the corner of 12th and Kingsway. 12 Kings, the home of karaoke Saturday nights. My buddy DJ Storm's trivia on Thursday nights, who also works doing trivia at a place we're about to introduce you to. Awesome food, great selection of BC craft beer at 12 Kings Pub on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Rick, we're back at the John B Pub. This is the first time we've been here uh, probably in about six to eight months. And the last time we were here, the plexiglass was up and the masks were on and the the arrows, which way you can walk and how to wash your hands in bathrooms was all there. Now it's all back to normal, great selection of beer. Best back bar probably in the area, if not the province. Great patio, uh, it's all good, ticks all the boxes, the John B. Pub. On the show today, we're going to start off with award winners. Okay, we got an award winner in the house, which is always cool. We've said before there's no shortage of tournaments or, or challenges or competitions. Yes. But when you do something on the national level, when you do something beyond just say the, the Port Moody Beer Fest or the East Vancouver Beer Fest, when you can win some hardware, it's pretty cool. So we have with us today, Mr. Riley Monahan, who is the head brewer of East yeah. Bank Brewing, and uh, and Riley has come loaded with some hardware from some recent awards. Riley, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you, um, man. You got three uh, three trophies in front of you. What what did you win? Uh-
3: Really good at making dark beer, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I want a gold in the stout. Uh, I got a silver in the porter, and I got a bronze in the brown. So you got the trifecta. I got the trifecta.
2: And uh, and how does it feel to you? Because again, you know, we've all had people say, "Oh, you know, this is this is great, or I, I love your show, or whatever." But when it really comes down to the people that really matter, when you win hardware that designates that this is the best in that category. As the person that makes it, how how does that make you feel? I mean, I've always kind of had
3: a a feeling of, like, you feel really proud when you walk into a place and you see your beer and a bunch of glasses in front of people and and they're having a conversation and they're laughing and I feel like that's kind of like the most important thing in the industry is when you walk into a place and you see people enjoying your product. Uh, These awards are kind of secondary in my eyes. Uh, I really enjoy seeing like a room
2: full of people having a good time drinking my beer. And it's also nice when uh, when Riley can go up to Steve and Andy from East Van and look at his expense account and go, you know, I need to be making a little bit more money and happen to have his trophies right there. That's, yeah, that's exactly. Not a bad, that's not a bad thing. Not bad to have ammo in the gun for it, sure. Yeah, so uh, we did a show uh, some years back. I want to say like maybe three or four years back at, at East Van Brewing. Yes. I love the spot. Of course, it's kind of a home game for me because I live in the neighborhood. I spend a lot of time there. Uh, I drink your wheel bite all the time and, uh, and I I just love the environment. You're relatively new, but you told me something that I, I kind of found staggering. You've basically, you're on your third job in the COVID era. Mm-hmm. That's kind of unusual. Isn't yes, it? I mean,
3: you know, thanks to the headhunters that kind of recruited me. Um, I went from Yale Town to Kelowna, back to Yaletown to East Van in a matter of, I think, two years.
4: Wow. So
3: it's been a lot of moving. And then had a baby in the whole process of this. So throw another <laughs> so wrench COVID in the system. Kid,
2: three COVID gigs. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. that 's a book, yeah, I mean i can 't wait to make the movie, like. <laughs> so how, how do you juggle because again, you know you 're a young guy you 've got a young family, obviously, uh, and you 've got a lot of commitment and responsibility, you know running an established brewery you 've got three awards in front of you. Riley, the pressure's on, man. You can't, you, the, the bar has been raised. Uh, and I definitely feel it. But uh,
3: having great support system around me, I uh, have a great family. Uh, my partner, Camilla, has been just a steadfast rock for me. Um, even having the baby, that's been kind of like an extra surge of energy in a way. Um, really, you kind of feel the whole changes go through your body when you have a, a child, and then you add in the whole double the volume of the brewery since you started in August and adding in another layer of trying to hire other people and yeah, it's been a it's been a challenge, but this is kind of what I gone into beer for. I, I started a small brew pub, and and now I'm at a mass production brewery making my beer for all around the province. Well, you're flanked by two
2: fathers of youngins here, so I'm yes. sure they can they can give you some tips. But uh, you mentioned the start, so what, I mean, did were you stealing your dad's beers and went, hey, I like this stuff," or what how did how did you decide beer is where I'm going to pursue my career?
3: So, I was a uh, I was working at the Yale Town Brew Pub. I was just a bartender, daytime bartender, kind of just floating through life. Uh, I had actually had Dave McAnulty at Batch 44.
2: Now, I just I met Dave recently yeah. on my trip to uh, to Sechelt, and uh, you referred to him earlier off air as as beer royalty.
3: Yeah, oh, legendary brewer, legendary. A lot of people in the beer industry know uh, Salty McAnulty was his uh, nickname back in the day. <laughs> so a lot of people know him as that, but uh, he's had a, a ton of apprentices that have gone on to be very successful in the, in the beer industry. And um, yeah, give it all up to him. He phoned me on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, saying, do you want to come in tomorrow morning and learn how to make some lager? And I was like, sure. Here I am thinking I did something wrong as a bartender, but uh, no, he just phoned me to come in and say, hey, you want to make some beer? And That's awesome. Yeah.
2: I have a question that I'm curious about, Riley. Because, you know, in especially a place like East Van Brewing, if you're sitting in there, you can look inside the tank room, you can see Riley in action. A lot of the work is not pretty. Oh no, absolutely and, and, not! And, and it's not sexy. What is the inspiration? Because I mean, you were saying you've got uh, some skylights. You can get sunburned. Uh, you know, you're doing a canning program or you're brewing beer. You're sweaty. You're wearing boots. You, you're not looking at your best. What is what is the attraction? Is it just the finished product? Is it all worth it for the finished product? I mean, I, f- I don't even know at this
3: point. I feel like I'm kind of just in the in the hamster wheel. But at the same time, it's, it's kind of what, what I refer to is just seeing people enjoy my product. Yeah. Like, my sister is a liquor store manager, and she sells my product, and so I kind of get both sides of the equation. She kind of says, hey, this is what my customers are saying, and... You know, I can walk into the tap room and some guy can just be like, hey, like your Pilsner's great, man. Keep doing what you're doing. So.
2: Okay, well, on the downside then, what happens if you're in the tap room and someone says, can I try a taster of this? And they taste it, they go, oh, no, no. D- would you ever lean over and go, hey, bud, bud, I, I, that's mine. What, what's wrong with it? Or would you just like, let it go?
3: Uh, it really depends on the situation. So when I was early in my career, I definitely would be the brewer to be like, hey, man, like, can you tell me what's wrong or whatnot? But nowadays, I feel like there's so many different avenues that you can express your, you know, dislike in a beer
4: that, you know... If and everybody's palate's different too, course, Joe. Exactly. Like I mean, you think about your drinking career, right? When we first started the radio I have show... A,
2: hang on, I have a drinking career? Oh, ca- career <laughs> when <laughs> it comes actually, to actually, beer? Yeah, yeah. 12
4: years into it, brother. Um, <laughs> but when we started out, right, you were primarily a lager drinker, <laughs> and as we've moved along, right, you've gotten experience and and, and been able to enjoy a, a plethora of different styles of beers, and so now you've kind of become accustomed to sure. to those styles, right? So what what initially might not have been attractive to you now is something you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'll try one of those.
2: Well I think the other the other good thing is that it's not maybe for you, it's not for me, it's for somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A- and case in point, like every time a brewery opens up, there's always people lined up. The beer nerds are out there in full force because they want to be the first to try it. We've had some horrendous beers that you and I have sampled to yes. us. But other people go, dude, you're crazy. That's a, that's a smoking beer. You kidding? Yeah. So again, I guess you have to sort of be willing to take the feedback. And if you're going to ask my opinion on something, be prepared to hear it. But I'll tell you, man, uh, you're bang on. East Van, as I said, is one of my regular tour stops, and it doesn't disappoint. The hardware here uh, proves it. What's uh, what's the plan going forward? Um, what um, what are you working on? What's what's killing it right now, beer-wise? If, if there's somebody listening that's looking to maybe create a... Well, maybe you shouldn't tell
3: them. I, I was going to say the rice lager, but I'm yeah. also thinking, like, we sell enough of it right yeah, now. Yeah. I, I can barely keep up. But, uh, I mean, the rice lager has just taken off. Uh, it, it was kind of like a, an experiment beer when it, when it first came out, and now we're... I mean, last week we packed just, like, 6,000 liters of it, so wow. it, it's starting to just fly. And it's a great problem to have, is what I always describe it as. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So... You know, it's it's great that the band is so high that I can barely keep it in tank, but at the same time
2: it's like, you know, I, I wish I could get an extra week in there, you yeah. know. Like yeah. So, uh, is it easy yeah. juggling uh, responsibility with fatherhood, or are you, are you managing okay? I mean, I
3: think I'm managing okay. I feel like, you know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm here. I feel like I'm yeah. looking all right, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, it's a lot of, you kind of have to have that disconnect. Um, I feel like that's a really big uh, yes. a big thing when you get home is, is the last thing I want to think of is, you know, how far along in the fermentation is the IPA, and, you know, when's my next canning day and whatnot. I try and keep all my work stuff at work and then my home stuff at home. I don't try and kind of cross over because I feel like that's when you kind of you know, get the, get all jumbled up and you make some mistakes.
2: And Steve Jennings and Andy are letting you be you? They are. Okay. They raved about you, by the way. Oh, yeah. They, they raved about well, you. I mean, and they it, better. Which is high, <laughs> high praise. It is high praise. Well, look at the hardware here. Well, well the, of guy, course. the guy comes here with three awards, the trifecta. Come on. That's amazing. His name is Riley Monahan. He is the head brewer of East Van Brewing, at East Van Brewing on social media. First timer on the show, you tell Jennings and Andy we want you on the show again, okay? I mean, Jennings better come back here next time. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Done. Cheers, my my friend. cheers cheers, cheers. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor Stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor Stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor Stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you.
0: Vancouver Young Actor School gives kids the confidence to do
2: anything on and off camera. Take Melissa, whose daughter Emma is in the program right now.
5: Before Vancouver Young Actors School, she was shy and lacked confidence. I noticed a difference after only a few short months. She just seemed so much more centered and willing to get out there and be a part of something. Act now.
6: Classes are starting soon.
5: Oh my goodness, she's made so many friends. She's become an amazing person just through taking classes here.
6: Sign up today at VancouverYoungActorSchool.com.
5: I'm Bailey
1: Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde hair studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde hair studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. Here for the beer! for the beer. here
0: for the, beer. for the beer! Time is here. Let's raise cheers. Just here for the beer. You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on SportsNet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's just here for the beer
2: radio. And your hosts Joe Leary and Rick Moha Beer. Just here for the beer radio on Sportsnet is sponsored in part by 12 Kings Pub at the corner of 12th and Kingsway. 12 Kings, the home of karaoke Saturday nights. Awesome food, great selection of BC craft beer. Go see our friend Armin at 12 Kings Pub on Twitter and Instagram. Joe and Rick, we're broadcasting from the legendary John B. Pub on Austin Avenue in Coquitlam. been a while since uh, we've been back this way. Yes. And, and now all the plexiglass is down, the masks are off, the I menus are back in but your hands. I was going to say, we had real menus <laughs> this time, Mr. Larry. Real menus. And look who's joining us. This is the first time in a long time, Mr. Paul Mulgrew. Hold yeah. uh, the applause. Paul, Paul Mulgrew is... <laughs> Beach. So happy to be back. The general manager of uh, Black Kettle Brewing on Copping Street in North Vancouver. It's been around a long time, deceivingly long, but I rediscovered it uh, just the past couple of weeks, in fact, and uh, went there extremely dog-friendly. Okay? The patio is extremely dog-friendly. you got a nice space there, nice plenty of parking there. You're close. It's a good walking area. There's a trail that's not far from there. There's a train that goes right behind <laughs> you. Um, but what a cool spot and, uh, you yeah. got a nice food menu. Like you really got it all going there.
7: Yeah. Dog, the dog friendly patio has become our trademark, but our food program is top notch right now. We're starting to crank out some great feature beers. So yeah, I'm glad you made it out.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Cool spot. I think you and I were there on the original cause there were eight, nine years now, been, eight, years yeah, eight, now yeah. eight years. Yeah. So I think we were there in the, in the earliest of days. But I'd forgotten just how cool the spot is. And you're a good burger guy. Oh, yeah. Mr. Mulgrew here said, you got to try my burger. And I um, did not disappoint. Trust me. Really good.
7: Our drunken oh, so. smash burger is killing it right now.
2: <laughs> there you go. So let's talk beers. What uh, What is in the Black Kettle family? Because this is the first time, I think, Black Kettle was on the show many years ago. Yes. Many years ago. Many, many, many. So it's been, a, it's been quite We've a... We've come th-
7: a long way with our brews as well. We've come
2: a long, long mm-hmm. way together. So tell us about the brews. Uh, this,
7: uh, I poured for you right now our Super Soft Hazy IPA. Uh, so Super Soft, because a lot of the hazies out there are just a little too heavy. You can kind of only have one. Um, so this is part of the Pink Boots Society. Uh, it's our collaboration. Uh, Sarah Polk and Ora Brewmaster put it together. Uh, we had a big event for International Women's Day. And yeah, have a sip and let me know what you think.
2: Uh, yeah, it's exactly... I was just afraid of... Haziness kind of concerns me because I think it's going to be chewy or kind of thicker than I want it to be. Or, or kind of heavy. This is deceiving in, in its Yeah, sense.
4: and as soon as I tasted this, Paul, we, that, yeah. that was my first... Um, my f- the first words out of my mouth is right. like, yes,
2: that is very soft. You,
7: you know how at festivals people walk up, like, you have a logger. I was like, no, but you're going to like this. And yeah. people loved it.
2: Yeah. yeah, That's awesome. So this is relatively new, is it?
7: Yeah, it just came out uh, about a month ago. Uh, it's in stores uh, province-wide, select stores. We're still pretty small, but we're getting our footprint out there more and more every day. Okay. Uh, we just got it into Browns so on the west side, too, on tap, so a little bit more every day.
2: And, and I know that you're... Uh Soon to be on the shelves of my, my buddy Dave yes. Benson at Kitsilano yes. Liquor Store. Dave is such a good supporter. And of, we'll,
7: of we'll be pouring uh, our new white IPA uh, and our mango tango at Vancouver Craft Beer Week uh, July 9th and 10th. So I got the mango tango sour ready for you guys when you finish your hazy.
2: Okay. So well, let's let's crack it because yeah. I think we're, we're about to finish the hazy. So while we're on the subject of it, because um, I know looking at your menu board in the, in the tasting room in North Van, there is... A wide selection of beers on tap. Do you do you brew that many on a regular basis?
7: Yeah, we've got a, a relatively small brew house and a decent supply of uh, bright beer tanks. So we do have, uh, yeah, we've got ten beers on tap. We also do a couple of ciders uh, and a couple of wines as well. Uh, we also just started cocktails on tap, so we do a mezcal mule and a strawberry margarita. So yeah, the tap rooms become really really interesting.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, cocktails on tap. Is, yes. that, is that a new thing?
7: Um, I've seen a few. I have seen a few other out, other ones out there. But for us, it just uh, saves time. We're a brewery. We don't have a full bartender all the time. So it just makes it a little bit easier for our service staff to to give our customers that higher level experience without without them.
2: You know what's amazing when you think of the vastness of North Van, because you have the town, you have the district, and you have the city. But when you go from one end to the other. Look at the amount of great beers coming out of the North Shore. It's oh, incredible.
4: for sure. I mean, y- you and I have done it, Joe, where you park in one spot, and yeah. then a 10-minute walk, you've hit six different breweries. Yeah, well, we've
2: got the, the brewery shipyards district. I mean, obviously, yeah. Black Kettle doesn't fall within that parameter, if you will. It's but a short
7: walk, though. The Spirit Trail connects us all, yeah. and we're less than a 10-minute walk down the street. Yeah. It's nice.
2: Yeah, So um, maybe when the—well, um, you're doing the brewery tours. Maybe oh, uh, maybe a North Van. Uh, definitely. A configuration. <laughs> Come okay, on by. So what else, is, what else is going on with Black Kettle?
7: Uh, the biggest announcement that I have for you guys today is we're now the official beer of Odlum Brown, uh, the big tennis tournament up at Hollyburn. Hollyburn's that's a good. great client of ours. We're on tap up there, so it was a, a no-brainer for us to be so close and take this opportunity. Tennis Canada is really hot right now, so I think it's going to be a, a really nice, and everyone's looking forward to these kinds of events that we missed out for a couple a years. a bit so. of a
0: feather in your cap, too, there.
7: Oh, absolutely, so I'm really looking forward to that and just preparing every day for that.
2: So the address is 700 Copping Street 720 720, 720 Copping. Copping Street. Okay. So it's a little bit off the it's, it's just down from Marine Drive. It's it's it's
7: The area is called Harbor View.
2: Harbor View. Okay. Yeah. And it's really worth a visit. Now again, um, you've been around 8 years as you said and you're now starting to gain more of a shelf presence and a tap presence and what have I you? I think co-
7: community presence is my focus. Like yeah. We just signed on as the official beer for the Burrard Yacht Club. They're down the street, beautiful facility right on the water. Um, more baseball teams. More, more Anyone in our backyard, I want to call we're right on the trail, uh, the railroad tracks, so I like to say let's hug our tracks. So our neighborhood, we just want to be more up close and personal with Weber's our neighbor right now.
2: If only you could get a train stop right there. That would just be so perfect. <laughs> well, sometimes it does. <laughs> <laughs> not intentionally. Not, not by choice, yeah. right? uh, It's called Black Kettle Brewing. It's been around uh, a good number of years and uh, now starting to really uh, start to carve its way through in terms of more visibility, community presence, as you say. Paul Absolutely. Mulgrew, you've been... Um, with this show since, I, I think, day one. Almost day it one. Almost yeah. day one. Day one. So good to see you back again, my friend.
7: Are we going to talk about the collab quickly? Talk,
2: well, we're talk about we talking about a collab for our 12th anniversary. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which is where we first met, Mr. Mulgrew. I think you had a previous history with him through Just Here for the Beer Events. Yes. But that's where Paul and I first connected. But we're talking about for our 12th anniversary. 12th Annie. And again, it's not like a 10th or a 20th or anything like that. But an anniversary, nonetheless, is an A brewer's dozen. A brewer's <laughs> dozen. <really laughs> <great. Yes, laughs> yes. So, yeah. So, we're talking about doing something collectively. Well, would you, of course, you guys, as, as in Black Kettle, would be the creators of this product. What are we, what are we Style thinking?
7: Style to be determined. Style Maybe we should do a poll with your listeners.
2: <laughs> yeah, we should. That's, that's, that's actually not a bad idea. But what's, uh, what's really big What's in your estimation? What's, like, you see all the stuff that's going through the till at, at, at the uh, tasting room. What's, um, what's big these days?
7: I think it's the same as always, where people have like a couple that they want as like that interesting feature. But even at the festival, there's just that beer for the pier last weekend. And like I said, people are always coming back and looking for those classic beer styles, your lagers, your pilsner. Like our dry hop pilsner is fantastic, so we're going to put that in cans for the end of the summer. We've got some really good classic beers. And then on the taps, uh, you'll find like we're doing a lemongrass green tea in the tasting room next month, so we can keep it interesting. I love the flexibility that we have with our spot.
2: Well, kudos on the super soft Hazy IPA. That's an outstanding oh, it's beer. gorgeous. And it's deceiving. Yes. And it's in the pink can. Crushable, we ah, call ah, it. Ah, crushable. Yeah,
7: even the Cicerone program says crushable yeah. is drinkable, but better. <laughs> it's,
2: drinkable, but better. Uh, it's called Black Kettle Brewing on Copping Street in North Vancouver. Mr. Paul Mullinger, the general manager of Black Kettle Brewing. Thanks so much. Good to see you. No,
7: thank you so much. Look forward to the new beer. Cheers. Here, guys.
2: With Alex Jobson, real estate advisor of City to Suburb Real Estate Group from the Sutton Group West Coast Realty, Two decades of award-winning service, and Alex, what is the most important thing to look for when one seeks out a real estate
5: advisor? Trust. No doubt in my mind, it needs to be trust. The governing bodies in our area for real estate um, put in place uh, things to protect you. However, you are spending, on average, in this market, a million dollars, give or take you need to be able to trust the realtor that you're asking to help you.
2: And in your nearly two decades, you have built trust as well. You can find out some testimonials on city2suburb.ca. He's Alex Jobson, Real Estate Advisor, City to Suburb Real Estate Group of the Sutton Group West Coast Realty.
8: It may sound too good to be true, but if you're willing to put in the work, I can redesign you. I'm Troy from T-Squared Personal Training in downtown Vancouver. And just two or three visits per week, I can have you in great shape and at the top of your game just in time for summer. Contact me to check out my gravity training system. You'll get a full body intense workout and feel awesome. Within five sessions, you will definitely feel a difference. Visit my website, t2training.com, or find me on Google, Twitter or Facebook.
2: Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor Stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor Stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor Stores or angryotterliquor.crs
0: for a location near you. This is Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 HD3, a Vancouver broadcast tradition since 2010. Check out the audio podcast at justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB. Here again are your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moa Beer.
2: Just Here for the Beer radio on Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM, HD3, available through all streaming services, justhereforthebeer.com, at JHFTB on Twitter and Instagram, and we're broadcasting from the legendary John B. Pub on Austin Avenue in Coquitlam, a place we've been affiliated with for many years now. Rick, I like telling people about the the layout. Oh, this back bar. The back oh. bar. I think it's the largest back bar in British Columbia. And I was told from a listener some years ago that all of the spirits are arranged alphabetically, alphabetically. which I did not know. Is that, that is incredible? pretty cool. Mr. Mark Roberts is the director of sales and owner of Backcountry Brewing in Squamish. And a yeah. delight, hey guys, always, me back. always a delight. Um, you know, you've been behind the wood, as the kids say, over the course of your uh, your vast career. What do you think when you look at a bar like at the John B? Isn't that cool? Wouldn't I, you, take, I, wouldn't you like to get your hands on that?
6: Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. I've I've I've, uh, I've fantasized about that wall for some time. This is actually one of the first accounts ever really? that I've ever been to. Um, I've been in sales since two thousand five, and this is probably the fourth place I walked into in like in September, two thousand five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just nineteen then.
2: <laughs> Young, but yeah. but it's uh, no, it's a pretty, it's a pretty it's impressive. The wine list impressive. too yeah. is insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's if you've not been to the John B in a long time, you would owe yourself a visit. Now, as because we're talking about going back in time uh, with backcountry brewing, and you were just telling us that there's some pretty exciting plans to expand the operation up there in Squamish.
6: Yeah. So um, it's been a bit of a work in progress for the past couple of years, but we just got a, approval for a new space or extension to our space. So if you have been to the brewery, uh, we have a retail area. We're gonna knock a hole in the wall. And then we go by bays. So our tasting room is 405 to 407. Bay 408, hundred will have some high top seating overlook a view of the mountains. And then 409 will be a 36 uh, expansion of our tasting room. So the goal is to make it more of like a fun hunting lodge, kind of like a little ton in cheek. So you have the ski cabin, hunting lodge will so be some rock, some like a fireplace, we going to try have some fun taxidermy stuff in there. Um, there's this one where it's like a squirrel with a cowboy hat with two guns, and it's just hilarious. Um, yeah, it's have a bit more of a different feel, like same uh, same vibe, just a bit of a different energy. So
2: I don't think I've ever heard the term "fun, fun taxidermy." I taxi-dermy. know <laughs> it's like, yeah, wait yeah, a yeah, minute. I hey, mean, maybe not so much for the <laughs> animal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was say, <laughs> hang on. Let <laughs> me have a few more drinks. <laughs> it's fun until you're the one being stuffed, and it's not <laughs> yeah. so fun. Uh, so of course, that's as you mentioned. You know, it's been some ordeal, if you will, because again, these things don't. Happen as quickly and as streamlined as we'd like to think they do. Uh, there's certain regulations and, and bylaws that have to be met and stuff. But, you know, I, I know that the, the brewers have, have managed to sustain nicely from the two years of COVID restrictions and that. So you want to think that the councils and the various people in charge of, of governmental say are supportive of the things that you want to do to try and get your business to where it should be.
6: It's 100%. I mean, this city uh, of Squam's always been really good to us. and. Uh, tourism squamish, like they're really on board with supporting not just ourselves but all the craft manufacturers. It's just we have been approved. We just have to wait for a red line drawing, and just a lot of other operations looking for liquor expansions, um, it might take a little bit of time. So we were hoping, hopefully, be open by June, maybe September now, um, and then for our patio, which the drawings are at the city. But I mean, we understand we're not the only ones looking for uh, looking to grow. So they're pretty open. Um, I mean, obviously, it can be a little bit frustrating, but. I mean, our timelines and realistic timelines are usually pretty different. So mm-hmm. it's like they say when you open a brewery, double your money and double your time. So yeah. that's kind of what we're focused on right now. And, you know, the tasting room is kind of like kicking off anyway. So and beer season is, is coming on board. So it, we're always busy. I mean, that would be nice. But, yeah, it is what it is. So when you guys first opened up, was that something? Because you've been in the
4: business for a long time, right? And, and you, you try to plan your future plan yep. as, as you move along. Was this something that you could have seen coming down the road?
6: Um, we kind of like changed our plans, uh, kind of over the last few years. So there was a new waterfront development that was opening up and in Squamish. So it could be like essentially like an Olympic Village. if you have been down there? Okay. Kind of that feels. So it be like like elementary school, high school, a hotel, new hotel, which is good. Like amphitheater, et cetera, et cetera. So it'd be kind of like a, like a brew hall in in a way, right? Um, but just during COVID, we just didn't think there was. And the way they're building they're building it on the far south side and moving north. So it'll be like the first one built. So, like, we just didn't think it was the right fit for us. Um, also, it'd be a bit of a cash outlay. And mm-hmm. during COVID at the time, we didn't really like put any eggs into any baskets to see like, what would it, how would it would ride out. Uh, and then we just had some other ideas, uh, maybe like a small brew pub. Like, for us, off sales is really big and having the room to have a bunch of creativity. And then, honestly, COVID just kind of. You know, there was a lot of a lot of curveballs that we were throwing out as opposed to every like with everybody. So just kind of adapt and then like how can we expand our space? Like obviously we want to keep everything in our four walls. So we didn't have the original uh, our last two bays when we first opened. So that's kind of new in the last few couple of years. Mm-hmm. So it was just our barrel room. So we're just going to take some of the that space and then make the room out of it. Uh, it just seemed like the best best way for us to keep butts in seats and uh, kind of treat our guests to a new space, a new room.
2: Yep. He is Mark Roberts. We're talking backcountry brewing, just here for the beer radio and podcast from the John B. Pub on Austin Avenue in Coquitlam. I remember we had a conversation a couple of years back. might have been pre-COVID or COVID-ish, but you had this phenomenal amount of beers that you guys plow through and deliver each year. It was like a really lofty goal. <laughs> yeah. It was like close to 100 beers, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Um, are you still... Working at a feverish pace to create all of these beers.
6: Yeah, so we are doing 100 beers this year. The last couple years, it was we probably did about 90 unique beers. This year, we'll probably do about 60. uh, Just. I mean, sure, other breweries uh, that you'll that, uh, you, you, you talk to be the same thing, just getting some supplies. I know, like, blueberries, raspberries, and blackberries are astronomically expensive. We put a lot of beer, uh, puree into our beers. So those alone, the amount of fruit we put in our beer would be $3.50 per four-pack. Wow. Actually, oh, just oh. for the puree. Mm-hmm. And that was back in January. So unfortunately, we had to scrap some of those beers because they used to be way too expensive and hard to get. Uh, also, we had some like our distancing our customers. They really like we have a cherry cola sour that's, that's yes. just come out. Uh, I'm not supposed to be your orange creamsicle, so we brought some more callbacks as well. Uh, we do two sours every three weeks, and then another thing that we're doing too is coming in with more West Coast. So West Coast is definitely coming back as a brilliant style. So it'll be like a hazy, non-hazy, hazy, non-hazy. So just mix it up a little bit. Um, we're doing more loggers and pilsners. Uh, we just came out with. Uh, I don't know if you guys are baseball fans, but like I went <laughs> over my helmet. <laughs> uh, fantastic Jack's Pilsner. Pilsner. Uh, next week we're coming out with our pool shower fruit punch, and mine goes to eleven mango coconut sour. So we do forty two hundred pounds of mango puree, and then the brewers have we get real vanilla beans. You splice it down the middle, take all the seeds, throw that in, and then we take the lime. The rind off the limes and throw that in. Oh, jeez. So it's it's a it's there's a lot it's of labor, but it, but it, I'm thinking you can really taste it. You can really taste the quality and the, the labor of love in the beer. I was
2: gonna say, the, and uh, not only that, but the beers are the, creating the beers is fun, but the naming process must be <laughs> <It's> hilarious. So
6: <laughs> good. There's uh, we have a lot of good ideas. But we see, we think we do some we can't put on because. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when people make suggestions at 2 eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah. they're good but mm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if <laughs> they'll right be this one exactly no. this is not the right yeah um, yeah so let's go we have like, all our staff love to, like, accounts, friends. They all put their, their names literally in the hat. So, uh, yeah, no, it's fun, and it keeps it entertaining for us as well. Also, coming up with so many beers, names can be a bit of a, a bit of a challenge sometimes. So we just go to Untapped and see if it's been taken. If not, we kind of roll with it. And, roll the uh,
2: and people making the jaunt up the Sea to Sky Highway, again, where do we find Backcountry Brewing in Squamish?
6: Uh, so we are, I would say, the third, uh, the third traffic light. So there's a uh, Dairy Queen now. So shout-out to Dairy Queen. <laughs> Uh, we eat a lot of ice cream. Uh, so there's a there's a Walmart and a Dairy Queen hanging left right there. Uh, so we're right 1201 commercial way. Uh, there's a Home Depot right there and a Toyota. I uh, like Toyotas. I oh, got a four oh, runner. Oh, yeah, yeah, plug, so, plug
2: plug plug. Yeah. Uh, I don't get anything for it though. <laughs> 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 expanded premises and patio. Fingers crossed. Coming soon. Yeah. We yeah. got to make our way up there. Mark Roberts always a pleasure. Uh, to you see. love you guys. Nice, thanks so much, A. Very nice. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. cheers.
1: I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde hair studio in Town. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde hair studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Town, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com.
2: With Alex Jobson, Real Estate Advisor of City to Suburb Real Estate Group from the Sutton Group West Coast Realty, two decades of award-winning service. And Alex, what is the most important thing to look for when one seeks out a real estate
5: advisor? Trust. No doubt in my mind, it needs to be trust. The governing bodies in our area for real estate um, put in place uh, things to protect you. However, you are spending on average in this market a million dollars, give or take, you need to be able to trust the realtor that you're asking to help you.
2: And in your nearly two decades, you have built trust as well. You can find out some testimonials on city ca. He's Alex Jobson, Real Estate Advisor, City to Suburb Real Estate Group of the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. Just here for the beer radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection, and with over four hundred thousand dollars donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or Angry Otter Liquor for a location near you. Beer for the beer. Oh, the beer is-
0: you are listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moha Beer.
2: Just Here for the Beer is supported by Vancouver Young Actors School with two locations near Science World and now open in Port Coquitlam's Fremont Village. Week-long summer camps are available July and August in both locations beginning on the 4th of July. VancouverYoungActorSchool.com. Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir, JustHereForTheBeer.com is where you can check out previous episodes of the show. Our All our shows are podcast and stream through all major streaming devices. You can follow us on social media at JHFTB, Twitter and Instagram, our Facebook page as well. And uh, we're broadcasting from the legendary John B. Pub on Austin Avenue in Coquitlam. I think four decades strong. Oh, or Forever and a day. Forever and a day and, and still great. Uh, Our guest is Chris Lay, who is the owner and brewer of (laughs) Callister Brewing in East Van. Uh, You've been around. Actually, the show seems to have some longevity to it today in terms of the brew companies that are on here. How long has Callister been around?
9: Uh, Well, in about three weeks, we'll be seven. Seven years old. Yeah.
2: And I was trying to find the definitive number today, and maybe you know this. Hmm. I was Googling how many breweries in B.C. Because when we started our show in October of 2010, there was 51. Right. And the last I heard, that's north of 200. Is that reasonable?
9: I feel like it's 210 or 212. 210 or 212. Uh, craft breweries. They're not yeah. necessarily counting some of the big guys. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, the, the growth has been uh, amazing.
2: And uh, I think the last time we saw you, Chris, I believe it was mid-COVID. Yeah. And uh, we were socially distancing, and we were trying to get a handle on the realities of the day. And it was a very, very crazy time. But we're through that. And, and how did you fare?
9: Well, you know, like I say, we're still here. And... Um, I think for any of us who are still here, that's a that's saying something, that's a real accomplishment. Um, everything that you could consider to be bad for a hospitality or a manu- you know, beverage manufacturer happened. We had to go through all of it, between lack of customers, uh, lack of support from certain government levels, uh, confusing messages, um, and now, you know, I also want to preface that with saying that I think BC did as best it could, and I think there was a, you know, we did, we did pretty good and we're all here and healthy and that kind of stuff. But from a business perspective, there was a lot of confusion, a lot of misdirection. Yes. And that we all, made, you know, almost all of us made it through uh, kind of shows the resilience and the, and the creativity that we all have as craft brewers, not just in the beers we make, but in the business decisions and how we run our businesses is perhaps a little bit different than some others. You know, we, we have to be able to to switch things very quickly and, and very fluidly. And I think we all managed, you know, most of us managed to do that, even a small producer like us, who was really uh, dependent on our tasting room, managed to switch over to more packaging, uh, relying on sodas uh, a bit more, and uh, and having a nice core group of people who support us
2: as we always mention on the show the bond between breweries is unlike any other business that you would find yes did you find that the covid brought you even closer together because you were all mired in this thing that you yeah. just didn't know how to deal with
9: uh yes and no um and- so yes, in the sense that, yeah, we were all going through it, and, and we were all a source of support for each other. Uh, we're fortunate in East Van that we actually have a bit of uh, an actual co-op of all the breweries and, and other manufacturers in our neighborhood that we can easily reach out to and, and rely on uh, in good times and bad. The the downside, the what the reason I say not always is that unfortunately it meant we couldn't meet as often as we yeah. would normally meet. Yeah. Uh, we used to meet almost pretty much once a month in person, talk about stuff, create new plans. Um, when that when we couldn't do that and we tried to do it on Zoom, there's a there's a, not the same feel. There's a loss there. Yeah. And so people just didn't want to do it. <laughs> And so we got together a lot less uh, over the last two, two and a half years. But we're back. We're, we're talking about plans for the summer. Okay. Uh, hopefully a, a bit of a summer patio party of all the East Van breweries uh, this year. Um, and a few other plans for next year. Uh, so, yeah, the, the camaraderie, uh, you know, and what really showcases that is when we finally got back to events this year. So we were at Festivale this year. We were at the VCBW collab brew at House of Funk here as soon as we all see each other again, it is the best. We're all <laughs> missed each other so much. Yeah. And be able to just talk it out. And and you know, then there's a lot of newcomers in the last two years that we yeah. haven't been able to meet or talk to because we're just physically unable to. So even to, to, to check out all the new guys coming in and, and talk to them, it's just uh, a weight off your shoulders. It was so wonderful to see all these people and just hang out and, and commiserate and yeah.
2: We're talking Callister Brewing. This is just here for the beer from the John B Pub in Coquitlam. You had mentioned, Chris, uh, the sodas, because that's something that, that uh, Diana, your partner, had had developed, yeah. and you're saying they're going like gangbusters now.
9: It's, uh, you know, it, it, it really has uh, carried us through. Um, the, the, the soda sales aren't sort of dependent on some of the same dynamics that beer is. You know, with, with beer we're, we're talking to brewery manager or sort of bar managers and, and, and LRSs, and they can be a little bit finicky sometimes, and of course tap tap sales pretty much dried up over the last two and a half years, Um, where soda, because soda is, you know, we can make that available in in, in way more places, so grocery stores and and, and other manufacturers and other places, and, you know, I always kind of joke about this, but you can sell it to anyone, so families, kids, whatever, like, uh, there's, there's much fewer limitations than we have with beer. Uh, and so soda has simply, you know, over the last two and a half years, soda has grown every year. Uh, and we're at, we're at a point now where we're actually, we, we've purchased new canning equipment, uh, we're looking at new tanks, all to support the growth of soda. Um, and it's really kept us going. and.
2: Was that something that you sat down and planned, or do you just thought, well, let's try it and see where it goes. Did you have any expectation that it would take off? Like, I this? don't think
9: it would, we had quite had these expectations. You know, the, the origin story of our sodas was that we needed something in our lounge that was non-alcoholic. Diana was playing around with sodas at home, and she's like, well, why don't we just make our own? And, you know, again, the mentality of the, of the small craft brewery <laughs> is like, well, we'll do it ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Why am I going to pay Cisco something for all this other product? So we just started that off, and it was, it was very slow, very organic. For the first two, three years, it was just there. And then we started, we're like, you know what? People really like this. Let's start packaging it. Let's bottle it. Let's actually make it a commercial product. So we started off in our little bottles. That really changed things. So people really responded well to that. The colors were beautiful. The stubby bottle has that nostalgia. Yes. And then um, in 2020 or 2021... Yeah, it was actually just last year. I can't believe that. We switched over to the can format. So that was partially due to tying things together with our brewery so that we could use similar machinery for our beer and our, our sodas. Uh, and also, you know, I think the last time I was here, the word we hated was Pivot. Yep. Still <laughs> uh, yes. do this year. The term I hate is supply chain issues Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. But this is what it was. We could not get glass. Mm-hmm. Um, those stubby bottles were unavailable at any price in this part of Canada. So we're like, well, t- now's the time to change. So we went to the sleek can format, changed up our mar- our brand and our, our labeling, and again, the response was fantastic. People really love it. It's got a very elegant uh, look and feel to it. Um, so yeah, and again, it's just it's just continuing to take off. We're seeing lots of growth.
2: you were singing the praises prior to us recording here, Mm. Chris, of the Oceania Pacific IPA. Yeah. Tell us about it.
9: So this is our brand new beer. Um, It's something I had worked on a little while ago, but we decided to bring it back and make it kind of part of our core uh, lineup. So Oceania is the name of the region around Australia, New Zealand. Fiji, Indonesia, and these kinds of places. And so the idea is that these are focused on hops from from that part of the world. So we use three different hops, uh, Eclipse, which is grown in Tasmania, Vic Secret, which is grown in Australia, and Eclipse, which is grown in New Zealand. Uh, So kind of really spreading it around the region. The hop uh, growing market down there has really exploded in the last few years. They've really uh, caught on to... The craft brew scene in Australia, which is actually quite big, but they've also seen that uh, Europe and North America is really hungry for these hop varieties that they're growing because they're just not only do they come out at halfway through our year, which is great, you know, when when we start to see North American varieties start to thin out, boom, all of a sudden there's a bunch He's of south, south, southern hemisphere hops that are available just because of their summers. Um, And they're just producing some really fascinating flavors. Lots of tropical notes, and so, yeah, the the three combinations here give us lots of... uh, We sort of find passion fruit, a little bit of dankness, a little bit of that familiar Northwest uh, Mm -hmm. resiny, but uh, yeah, lots of really complex flavors out of three uh, specific hops.
2: Oceania Pacific IPA. That is uh, that's really nice. That's really nice. Um, again, uh, uh, Callister Brewing is located in East Band. It's on Franklin Street. We recommend that you find a little bit of transport there because parking is always a well, challenge, yeah. especially during certain hours. Yeah, between
9: two thirty and four thirty, you're, you're <laughs> out of luck. <laughs> After five, you're fine. Yeah, uh,
2: but it's a but it's a great spot. Uh, Chris Lay from Callister Brewing, I'm just here for the beer. Good to see you, my friend. Cheers. Thank you so much, guys. Cheers. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor Stores, where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor Stores, where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor Stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you.
1: I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning avant-garde hair studio in Town. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com.
2: With Alex Jobson, Real Estate Advisor of City to Suburb Real Estate Group from the Sutton Group West Coast Realty, two decades of award-winning service.
5: And Alex, what is the most important thing to look for when one seeks out a real estate advisor? Trust. No doubt in my mind, it needs to be trust. The governing bodies in our area for real estate um, put in place uh, things to protect you. However, you are spending on average in this market a million dollars, give or take, you need to be able to trust the realtor that you're asking to help you.
2: And in your nearly two decades, you have built trust as well. You can find out some testimonials on city2suburb.ca. He's Alex Jobson, real estate advisor, city to suburb real estate group of the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. Beer for the beer. for the beer. For
0: the beer. You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3. Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your host Joe Leary and Rick Beer. Just here for the beer radio, Mr. Steve Forsyth of Off the
2: Rail Brewing in East Van on Adanax Street. Always a pleasure, sir. Uh, Last time you and I sat down and conferred, we would... Put together a little collaboration called the Hard Day's
10: Light. Oh, that's right. We had some fun with that beer, didn't we? Yeah, that was a great beer. We um, didn't see a lot of it. it didn't last long, yeah. so I guess it did pretty well.
2: That's always a good sign. It's like when your daily specials sell out; you want to get more daily specials. Yeah, I love the label with all your money. That was cool. Too. That was really cool. <laughs> so now we're uh, in the summer season. Finally, we're in a heat wave or a, an extended streak of good weather. You've got some patio action at, at Off the Rail once again, um, and it's time for some seasonal beers. And I know that you've got a couple in front of us. which uh, they're relatively new to the lineup, is that correct?
10: Uh, pre- yeah, pretty much new. We've got, a, uh, we've got a berry sour, which tastes purple. Uh, it's got elderberry, blueberry, uh, blackberry grape in it. And we've got a, uh, a key lime lager, a lock and key lime lager, we call it, which is um, essentially a lager in lime and it can, but it's a craft lager.
2: Now, you are on the front lines here, so you see the reaction, you get the feedback from the customer base, you see what sells, ultimately you see what doesn't sell where is the market at right now and I ask this because I know it's kind of a loaded question but the the range of beers available goes from the very normal and and relatively sane to right off the charts and anything goes
10: where's where would you say the market the beer consumer market is right now (laughs) (laughs) the magic bullet the magic bullet yeah uh, yeah, that's a tough call. We've always kind of based our reputation on doing uh, traditional style beer, so we continue to do those, uh, and we will continue to do those, but we've added, obviously, over the years what people want, which is the new beer every month, or, you know, different types of sours, or, and you know, we've got a, a special Berliner Weiss coming up. Uh, So I don't really know what direction it's going in. I know that RTDs are taking beer beer shelf space these days. So it's a a tough call. I'm hoping maybe you can tell me.
2: Well, I mean, RTD clearly is is the way to go. But I always tell people, this is the original RTD. You know, liquid in a can ready to drink. That's called beer. Exactly. But it's funny because if I use myself as a litmus test, when I started this radio show in 2010... I couldn't stand IPAs. I would have spit them out and sent it back going, there's something wrong with your beer. Now I love IPAs. I love hops. I love pale ales. Same thing with beer in terms of going sour. When I first tried it, I thought it was just horrid. And, you know, it's like someone said, well, you know, if I tried sake, I didn't like it. They said, well, you didn't try good sake. You know, go a little bit deeper into the catalog and you'll find something you like. Now, if it's got fruit in it, if it's got a fun flavor, it's got, if it tastes like sour candy, I'm
10: all over it. I love that stuff. Yeah, fair enough. And I, I think most people do. I mean, we we have to have one on in our tasting room. Just like we have to have, you mentioned IPAs; just like we have to have a hazy on. I, I thought that trend might go away because, you know, not everybody loves a thick, juicy, IPA, I mean, I'm a West Coast IPA guy myself, so, uh, but they've maintained, sours have maintained, and probably grown in popularity. Um, we do have a lot of people come in though and just say, I just want a beer. Yeah. Give me a beer, give me a Pilsner, give me a good Pale Ale, and fortunately we have that.
2: Yeah, you certainly do. Now, I did touch on it earlier, and I know this is a beer show, but I did want to mention that you've just <laughs> ventured off into the world of the traditional new RTDs, which is flavored cocktails in a, in a can. Uh, you've got a new line called Lowrider. Rider. just want to give us a, a little background on what,
10: uh, what that's all about? Sure, yeah, we do. And I know, like you say, it is a beer show, but we do have this. And we've, um, we've kind of just wanted to expand our portfolio, so uh, we're working with Chris Chewy from uh, Lavish Liquid. Friend of the show. Yeah, who's a, a really great mixologist. Yeah, yeah. And over the last year, he and I have come up with the ideas for three new flavors of a, kind of a new style of vodka-based beverage, um, one with flavor, one with real fruit juice, lower calorie, 4% um, RTD, I guess, RTD is still called, um, that I think will do really well. Well, they're very refreshing. And again, there's some unique profiles. There's, there's no shortage of these products on the
2: market. You know as well as anybody. There's, there's tons of them because, as you said, they're taking over beer space in, in stores as well. Space. But um, it's kind of hard, hard to kind of find something that's a little
10: bit more on the unique, like sort of carving out its own lane. And I think you've done that with these. Sure, yeah. Thanks. I think so too, Joe. I think it's, uh, again, that's, that's partly Chris because he is so good at mm-hmm. what he does. Uh, we execute it here at Off the Rail because we have a distilling license now. Um, so we package, make it all here, and uh, hopefully we'll find a way to get it out to the public.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely, I think you will. And again, the uh, the new um, Key Lime Lager, i would to
10: try that. That sounds good. Key lime the, Lager. The, the new Fun Dip Berry Sour and the traditional uh, Czech beer. Traditional Czech Pilsner, yeah, still, yeah. Uh, still a mainstay. It's our one-listed product at the BCLDB stores, um, featured in the Taste Magazine this Congratulations. month. Congratulations. So again, some people who yeah, haven't tried it will try it. And you can
2: always try it here, Off the Rail, on Adnack Street, also the home of the new Lowrider. Try them, you'll like them. Steve, a pleasure.
10: Thank you, sir. Thank you, Joe.
2: With Alex Jobson, real estate advisor of City to Suburb Real Estate Group from the Sutton Group West Coast Realty, two decades of award-winning service, and Alex, what is the most important thing to look for when one seeks out a real estate
5: advisor? Trust. No doubt in my mind, it needs to be trust. The governing bodies in our area for real estate um, put in place uh, things to protect you. However, you are spending, on average, in this market, a million dollars, give or take. You need to be able to trust the realtor that you're asking to help you.
2: And in your nearly two decades, you have built trust as well. You can find out some testimonials on city to suburbca He's Alex Jobson, Real Estate Advisor, city to suburb Real Estate Group of the Sutton Group West Coast Realty.
1: I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning avant-garde hair studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at avant-garde hair studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com.
8: It may sound too good to be true, but if you're willing to put in the work, I can redesign you. I'm Troy from T-Squared Personal Training in downtown Vancouver, and just two or three visits per week, I can have you in great shape and at the top of your game just in time for summer. Contact me to check out my gravity training system. You'll get a full body intense workout and feel awesome. Within five sessions, you will definitely feel a difference. Visit my website, t squared or find me on Google, Twitter, or Facebook.
0: This is Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 HD3, a Vancouver broadcast tradition since 2010. Check out the audio podcast at JustHereForTheBeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB. Here again your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moa Beer. Just Here for the Beer. Radio is supported by Vancouver Young Actors School
2: with two locations near Science World and now open in Port Coquitlam's Fremont Village. Week-long summer camps are available July and August, beginning July 4th. More info, you can check out VancouverYoungActorsSchool.com. Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir from the legendary John B. Pub. Broadcasting on Sportsnet 650 AM, 969 FM, HD3 at JHFTB, and you can also uh, stream all of our shows through all major streaming devices. Uh, Rick, we uh, have, of course, uh, as we approach the 12th anniversary of this said radio program, which is coming up in October, hard to believe a dozen years, huh? Oh, hard, hard to it's believe.
4: Making me feel even more great, Mr. Larry.
2: And uh, we have with us Dave Smith, who is the editor of What's Brewing magazine. Uh, we've had a long affiliation with Dave. Dave has been gracious to uh, support our show and also uh, we actually figured in one of the issues uh, yes not, that's not, right not that long ago um The person that we've often paid homage to is a man named John Mitchell. John, I believe, passed away four years ago. Were it not for a John Mitchell, there would not be a craft beer industry in in British Columbia and and maybe beyond. And um, I was recently put in touch with uh, the fact that John Mitchell is being honored in a collab beer uh, with the KPU Brewing Program and the folks at Russell Brewing. Dave, um, maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on it. First of all, good to see you, my friend. How are good you? Good
11: to see you guys. Yeah. This is great to see you again. Now, listen, uh, that uh, 10th anniversary issue that you guys were on the cover of, boy, that flew off the shelves. That was oh, great. Uh, good yeah. to hear. People loved the Yeah, yeah just, just the, the best-looking cover. I think, it, <laughs> I think, it, was I think well, it was Rick. It was all Rick. It was a little all
4: shiny Rick. there, but...
11: So, uh, now, the thing with... The, The uh, beginning of craft beer in Canada actually happened here in British Columbia. And as you said, it was John Mitchell. He started it at a brewery called Horseshoe Bay Brewing. And in July 1982, July 6, 1982, the first bay ale, which was kind of like a a bitter, an English bitter, was poured at his troller pub that was adjoining this uh, brewery. And that was the beginning of the revolution in Canada. So everything that's come... Now we have a 1,000 breweries in Canada. Wow. And, and that was the first one. Craft breweries. So now what we've done in order to celebrate this 40th anniversary is that there's a collab beer coming out. And there's been a, a big brew day that took place at Russell Brewing, as you were just alluding to, because this collab involves students from KPU Brewing as well as graduates of the KPU Brewing program in Langley. This is a brewing school that's uh, the, the preeminent brewing uh, training program that happens in British Columbia. And so this school, uh, Kwantlen Polytechnic University, years back built an actual brewing school and this program is a diploma program. Uh, the, the people that go there, I was going to call them kids, but the people that go there, they, they learn real world skills and there's a scholarship in the name of John Mitchell that's been established to help some of the uh, young people that go to this program and then they graduate and they go out to the breweries around BC. Now, from d- eight different breweries around BC, these grads and students that work at these breweries now all met up at Russell. There's about 20 of us total and had a collab brew earlier this month and so when when this uh took place there was basically this uh, uh cascadian dark ale that was put on and it's going to come out it's going to be finished and ready to tap on july 6 which is going to be the anniversary 40 year anniversary of that first beer being served at the troller pub by john mitchell so this is what's in the work works and this is going to be uh, when this beer is sold it's going to be sold around town in keg format so you're going to be able to go to different breweries and you're going to be able to get it on tap as well as you will be able to find it at liquor stores and when you uh, partake either by purchasing the beer or you have it on tap at your local brewery you're supporting the KPU brewing program because all proceeds 100% of proceeds from this beer are going to be going straight to the scholarship.
2: What so is the I'm beer saying. called?
11: So it's going to be called John Mitchell's Signature Cascadian Dark Ale. Wow. And so a Cascadian Dark Ale, uh, there's another name for it. Sometimes it's referred to as a black IPA. And so it's a, it's essentially a hoppy beer with a dark malt bill so that it appears dark in your glass, not like a normal IPA, but it's a bit hoppier. And the time with John Mitchell is he liked... Whole hops, and so there, we're using whole leaf hops in this brew in, in tribute to John Mitchell.
2: Oh, we, we heard a story. Chris, our friend from Callister, was telling us earlier that John would have his own thermometer. <laughs> yes, and, and, yeah. and he would take it around with him because the temperature had to be just right. Uh, without a John Mitchell, there is no craft beer industry in this country, and we cannot uh, be more grateful. Uh, I had the good fortune to interview John, uh, and John was not short on conversation. Let me tell you that John John could John could orate, and uh, so. I just found out that we have unearthed about 90 minutes of footage of John Mitchell talking about beer. And I'm going to make sure that I get it to you, Dave, so that the folks at KPU can uh, can see the legend speak. Because, again, if it weren't for him, there's no us, clearly.
11: Absolutely. And the story is at what's Brewing.ca.
2: Okay. Dave uh, Smith, always a pleasure to see you, my friend. Uh, Rick, that is a wrap for us from the John B. Always a pleasure to be at the John B. That's right. Uh,
4: brewery Tours back on. Brewery Tours are back on. Give me a call at 778 227 8977 or Rick at justhereforthebeer.com. And our thanks to the folks
2: at the John B. Our thanks to our producer, uh, Greg yes. Ballack. And that is a wrap for Just Here for the Beer.
0: Just Here for the Beer Radio is heard exclusively on Sportsnet 650 and is podcast through justhereforthebeer.com. For more information, check out justhereforthebeer.com and on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB.